Welcome to the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I will be joined today again by Choose Poetry, Choose Life. Exciting project from Aaron Gannon and Andy Talbot out of Glasgow, Scotland. We have so many poets today. Full list. I'm so excited every Wednesday to be here with you and them and all of us together during these crazy times of disconnection, but reconnection and all connection and poetry and joy and wonderment. I'm super excited because I found a poetry book that I wrote a couple years ago, and um, I'll explain it here while we're getting the Zoom thing together. So I wrote a poetry book called The Little Book of Pedophilia, and people were very angry about it because of its title because uh, pedophiles aren't cool. But the concept of the book is that I took everyone else's poems from this poetry class and I basically molested their children. Their poems are their children. People, if you're a poet, you write these things, they're part of you, it's your child. But I would take their poems that we would have from class and then I would go into loud bar bathrooms and I would call my buddy and I would read these poems into his... Uh, answering machine and then he took his answering machine and would make it voice to text and then he'd tell it every time it did a bad translation that it was doing awesome so we messed with the system to flarf new poems out of other people's works so I would take people's babies their poetic babies and I would go to places that were loud again and I'd read them to my buddy and then he'd take him into text and he'd send them to me and then I would redact them and it became this book of poetry that turned out to be about this underground pedophilia ring and this mom who sells her child into sex slavery because she has a coke addiction. Now, it just came out of, that's what came out when I read it and the computer told me that these were the poems. So I'm gonna read a little bit of that later. I'm really excited about that. Also, all of the poets that will be with us today, uh, Fiona, uh, I saw her, she's gonna be on there. Uh, I hope that Jane comes out of, uh, and there's always a Flavius, and uh, it's, it's a really great group of people. So we're gonna listen to a little, a little music and we're gonna get this all going and choose poetry, choose life. <laughs> Thank you. 
tell them now we can tell them we could tell them where to where to donate hey everybody uh you can always give us money at mutiny radio all one word on the venmo or we have a gofundme happening right now if you go to the front page of our website www.mutinyradio.fm you'll see it right there um we are looking for fundage to be able to maintain ourselves through covid um so we're hoping you know to be able to live through the rest of the year yay free speech and poetry and awesomeness and comedy and wonderment so yay mutiny radio um oh it's just mutinyradio.fm there's no dot com it's just plain old because uh, we originally had a mutinyradio.org but then someone stole it and then i said ah oh, mutinyradio.fm dot fm's a thing they're all a thing now like there's <laughs> all the dots work um but hey everybody Wonderment is a as an excellent word. She said yes. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, um, welcome to everybody, and also we have some new people. So, um, I'm trying to think of what our announcements should are usually. Andy, what do you do? Um. Yeah. So, hi. Um. This is Choose Poetry, Choose Life. Uh, I'm Andy. That was Erin, and we also have Pam from San Francisco on uh, Mutiny Radio. God, why did I nearly fuck that up? I know this. We do it every week. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we don't really have house rules as such. Um, we don't even have a time limit as to each person when they get up on the mic. Mic. Um, yeah, it's sort of just like we normally say about five minutes, but if you've got a couple of more things to do, we're not exactly going to kick you off. Um, all I'll ask is that when we'll introduce you, uh, then we'll spotlight the video. Uh, we'll ask you to introduce yourself in terms of pronouns. Um, and I think that's pretty much the only rule as such that we have. Um, like no hate speech, but I guess that goes without, it should go without saying. Um, I'm just trying to think of all the other things I've heard at other events, the way like, they phrase things. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, I will do this whole thing where I do rant until I realize I need to shut up and then I'll say something along those lines of like, fuck's sake, I'm talking too much. Um, yeah. But you're yeah, in a different that, place today. To usually you're, usually you're in the yes, red room. I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm there. Uh, I'm going to try this out tonight. You're in the executive it. suite, the C-suite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's C-suite. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you need like a rainbow tie or something. <laughs> Um, I should have one. Yeah, I think that's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So, yeah, so it's like between five and six minutes. I think wh when I do the schedule, which I do have down to the minute, which yeah. I don't, <laughs> um, I usually put six minutes down, but like, I don't know. I, it's like, I don't think anybody really goes like too much over that because we usually seem to finish pretty much on time. Um, I'm going to be, um, relinquishing my time to Neil Watkins tonight. Um, so just because he emailed and said he wanted to read. So, um, and then, yeah, so uh, our first on our list is somebody who's not here. Where, oh, he is. Hi, Luke. You're oh, on the list. <laughs> so I'm going to mute myself and unmute you. How's that? 
All right. Can you hear? Yes, we can. Well, I can. How, like, yeah. yeah. Great. Technology. All right, everybody. I'm Luke. He, it, I don't know. He, they, he, I'm a he, the other thing. Uh, at least today. This is an old one called Beer Glass Houses. I don't know if you've ever been to one of these bars, but in the men's room, they put screens above the urinals. So that when you're peeing, you know, you, you have something to focus on. So the discomfort of like looking at each other's wieners. It's a thing. It's a thing. Over the pee trough, they have screens. Anyways, this is kind of like not really based on that, but it kind of mentions it. Beer glass houses at the bar, trapped in conversations with some lug. He's all hands and rattling speech and can't help but assess every girl he sees. A blonde slings past. Weaving sideways through the crowd, her hand is a dove that wings her glass gracefully over the drunken sea of bobbing heads. The guy turns and says confidentially, pretty cute, too bad her ass is so big. I lean back and scan him, head to toe. Smudged baseball cap, ratty shave, mustard-stained t-shirt stretched by swelling beer gut. The sneakers apparently fished from a dumpster and his own ass couldn't fit in a barrel. I smirk and cock an amused eyebrow, but he doesn't get it. I escape to the can, take my place at the pee trough. I gaze straight ahead at the TV on the wall. A swimsuited girl stares back at me from the screen, offers me a cold one. Guys in baseball caps lie in the wall, staring straight ahead, just like they're supposed to. This one is called Parsnips, based on a true story, or a true encounter. He's straightening the peppers, red and green and yellow bells, ushered into perfect rows by his large methodical hands. I don't know what a parsnip even looks like, so I ask him where they are. It's raining outside, he says to the peppers. It's raining and time for soup. Hey, that is what it's for, I say. Yeah, we sell a lot of parsnips when it rains. He glances up at me and hurriedly away, and it dawns on me. He's autistic. He shuffles over to a bin, picks up something like an albino carrot on steroids, hands it to me, walks away. The card on the bin says rutabagas, but I don't doubt him for a moment. When an autistic man says it's a parsnip, it's a parsnip. I think a moment about my own bullshit. The I'm pretty sure's. The I think that's. The I heard somewhere's. And look down to find that my hands are fluffing the kale, stacking the collars. Perfect. 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 Where's my jet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is on the bed, kid. This is what happens when I borrow her room. See, everybody has a bookshelf in the background. That's like so, so in vogue on these Zoom poetry things. And she's the only one with a bookshelf because we're selling all of her stuff to move. So we have no bookshelves. Our books are in boxes, but she still has her assortment. This is an adult poem. Shut the door on your way out, kid. 
This is called A Little Cooperation, Please, and it's actually a sonnet. My rectum thinks my mouth's an asshole, all that spicy tie it sends, and fleeting pleasures for its palate, rectums pay for in the end. My penis thinks my brain's a dick, ignores its thoughts with stolid might, but in the end, the brain wins out and keeps the poor thing up all night. My lungs, they hate my brain as well. Its cravings for endorphins make them cough and choke, inhale smoke, more junk than human lungs should take. Oh, brain and lungs and butt and schlong, why can't we all just get along? The kid is screaming something outside. Love that kid. This is called, last one, this is called To the Curb. We place our old microwave atop the curbside trash bins. Not 10 minutes later, it's gone. We never even saw it go. Next, 11 bags of dried up leaves, a used pinata, holy sneakers, packing peanuts. Gone, gone, gone. Ah, enchanted curb. Could you be the key to the disposing of spent nuclear fuel rods? Why bury them, drown them, or fire them into space? Just haul them off to that magic curve. We'll build our pile to the ceiling of the sky. Toxic waste, CFCs, GMOs. Let us gather up poverty, racism, and hatred. Someone is bound to come by with a keen eye and a pickup truck. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Luke. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Um, okay, so next on the list, I'm just going to check to see if they're here because I don't think we've had them here before. Yes, I can see them. It's Leslie Constable. Am I unmuted? Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, brief, brief intro. Um, I'm a dual US-UK. My dad was uh, American. I'm from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And my mom was English. So I'm sitting here in Essex <laughs> in the UK. But mostly I live in Mexico. So I'm, I'm absolutely confused, but I love every moment of it. Uh, I've written a lot of <laughs> I've written a lot of poems having to do with Mexico, and so I think I will start off with uh, something somewhat something somewhat pretty. It's called "Catch the Rain." Catch the rain with your tongue and feel it offer no resistance as the sob held in too long, melting now, moving down, going down, freed now in your body. Freed now by your body it travels. It is you now, this rain, part of who you are. You are the weather as it changes, inclement or serene or both. And it, this rain, permeates and grows like a seed inside which will plant you in the spring, nourish the roots which grow you down and down, feed you through the lush growth of summer, sustain you through the autumn winds and the snow. 
taking you to the center that is both you and not you, but everything. And then it rains again, and this repeats, and you grow tall now, a tree, yet not in form, but spirit, which lives always. All right, so next one, this is um, absolutely a true story. Uh, I was a journalist for a while, <clears throat> professionally, and and so I'm I'm uh, I'm real I really like writing poems that are just strictly reportage. So this was one of them. I was a participant in a uh, mercado where I sold my art prints, and uh, so this is sort of about about this experience. This was in Mexico. How to live a better life? Not at all curious about your life, the meaning of it, or self knowledge. You congratulate me for recently shaving my armpit hair and are surprised I hadn't noticed. And I say, how curious that you would pay attention to this, my armpit hair, the existence of it or not when I don't. And I consider this and think and say, I don't pay attention to this and think more and say, you know, yeah, wanting to go back and make the first response jumping out of my mouth to be, why would I give a shit? But that moment is gone and I repeat, I don't give a shit. I look in the mirror sometimes and say, oh, you're still here. And I consider this anew all over again that you comment on my armpit hair that is now not there. And think yet again and say, but you know, it hurts, doesn't it, to shave it? Yeah, it hurts. And you say back to me, it hurts, a question, you disbelieve me and why I would shave it or not. And then you go on and congratulate me for now wearing mascara. And I say, but, hmm, and I have to consider that I do not consider these things and say out loud, uh, my mind is on other things and that is the end, but why would anyone pay attention to anyone else's presence or lack of armpit hair? And as if reading my mind, you have the final word and say, yes, yes, at least your armpit, pit, excuse me, armpit hair is not black. You have considered this obviously. There's a woman at the market, you say, and you stick out your tongue emphatically as if gagging. And I am better in comparison, obviously, as I have pale armpit hair, but not 100% better as it's there, it exists. One of, your eyebrows, one of your eyebrows goes up to confirm this and you have thought about it obviously and I with my disbelief pay no attention as though it's pure fabrication, all of it. And I find myself in a place I never imagined, never thought I would be thinking about the hair that grows in my armpits and I wanna be back at the beginning where I don't think about it at all. All right, so. <laughs> yeah, we, I like that one. All yeah. right, so <laughs> all right, so I'm going to switch gears and uh, read a more serious uh, poem that I don't quite understand the meaning of. Uh, and again, it's reportage. It was um, an occurrence in the the plaza in Mexico and also Spain. Uh, in the evening, life, the life is there in the plaza, everything happens, and everyone comes out and gets together and all hangs out, and anything can go on. 
This one's called Murder Crows. What is the darkness? This darkness that surrounds you. How is it called? And why does it travel seeking us? Call to it, call it back, it is yours. The night crowns their heads, these women who stand together alone in this darkened doorway. Their medieval whispers rise and rise above the door, arching up and wide, circling like crows. And elsewhere is the focus of their eyes, shrouded, not meant to be seen. It is their secret. Boys in the street come and go, leave and return to the brightly lit shops, packets of donuts, beers if they can, but it is different tonight, a chill, a stillness in the movement, inanimate yet in motion, but dark, the black birds come as one, travel as one to the high palms in the plaza to roost, black wing fast as they move almost visible on the diagonal of your vision almost seen, yet not seen, invisible, yet heard their sounds that reach in and down and move down into your body as body, becoming body, being as bird. They are your body, these sounds of these birds that they make when the sun goes down. I am here. The cake lady sells her last piece of flan, and there's no fear tonight, no fear. Ravens all of us tonight, ravens all, glances unmet, Voices hushed, players all, this murder of crows that will play across the face, your face like a shadow, the faces, the guarded faces, all not meant to be seen. A man under the street lamp stands and strokes the chest of another man. He is visible. He will let me see him. He will let me see him, and he has given me this, this gift tonight. This night, I too am visible to all. Well, one more short one, and then I'm done. <laughs> All right, this one's called uh, Punch Drunk. <laughs> the cherries oversized on the turquoise ground are simply a cover. The table would be better otherwise bare and not so cloying. If I had a whiskey, just a shot, I would be better. Also, not so cloying. The demands on you to be nice when you already are make you ill-mannered like looking at fake cherries. Whiskey, one of the many cures. It makes you predictably direct, no frills and ready to fight. In your mind, your dukes are bigger than they are. Since you punch with the mind first, then punch with the fists. The fists, no matter what the size, are fully capable. I like to punch with my mind. If the punch goes a long way, my mind works backwards and I'm young again, forever young, punching, Punch drunk, punching, not going down. I like the not going down part. That's all. Thank you, Leslie. Thank that you. Was, I really enjoyed that. Thanks. No, thanks. So up next on the sheet, we have Silly. I can't see them in. I'm assuming that's Andrew Stillborn. Yeah? Am I correct? Oh, Jesus, I scrolled right past you. I'm so sorry. What? Good? Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, can you let me um, share the screen? 
You have to make him a co-host to do that. Oh, okay. Two seconds. Hello, I'm I'm Stilly, and I do um, uh, illustrated poems, and this is one of them. So this poem is called um, The Ninth Illusion. <clears throat> the great Splendido sat in cuffs inside the holding cell. A Sergeant Ingrams read his file and muttered, Chuffin' hell. The arrest was made at 10 o'clock just half an hour before to stop a railway suicide, which was against the law. Why is the prisoner in cuffs? The Sergeant asked the guards. He's hiding items up his sleeves and wants us to pick cards. There's evil cunning in his eye. He doesn't look too sane. Wearing a top hat and cloak and bullfighting a train. The sergeant pressed the tape machine and tapped the microphone. Please state your name and date of birth and where you call your home. I am the great Splendido, he screamed a mighty boom. Third of May, age 22, the exotic pet shop spare room. What's a young man dressed up for in Jack the Ripper attire? Are you really suicidal or just a train-spotting vampire? I am the great Splendido, he repeated mournfully. And sad to say, I must confess, black magic has cursed me. I meant to end my life tonight, this curse I meant to fix. For only then will I be free to stop performing tricks. Nonsense, mumbled Ingrams. But just to prove his habit, the young man took his top hat off and pulled out a white rabbit. Oh, how I do loathe rabbits, he muttered in some haste. Their fluffy tails, their floppy ears, and most of all their taste. Yet every day now, Sergeant, I'm forced to watch one hop until I eat it for my lunch or sell to the pet shop. You see, when I was just a lad for my 10th birthday party, my parents hired a magician, the amazing Moriarty. Now he was old and past his prime, not in the finest health, but since no other children came, I had him to myself. So he performed his entire act whilst I sat there in awe, and at the end I made him do another twelve encores, until at last, I must confess, he drowned inside a barrel, and whilst my parents were detained, I stole his whole apparel. Dressed up in his old magic suit and using all his props, for days and days I practiced, and yet all my tricks were flops. For coins could not be conjured from my mouth or ears or nose. I couldn't guess your playing card in less than 50 goes. My levitations wouldn't lift. My watches all stayed smashed. My doves all flew for moments before back to earth they crashed. My metal rings would not connect. My escape act was inhibited. And as for soaring gran in half, let's just say success was limited. So desperate came my need to find a magic remedy. 
I stole myself into the local book depository, and in the black art section I searched as fast I could the Ladybird Book of the Occult, penned in penguin's blood. Here is Peter, here is Jane, the opening lines did tell, and fifty pages later they both made a pact with hell, involving invocation spells and ritual sacrifice. Look at Peter, swap his soul for earthly paradise. Unable to find skulls or swords or virgin blood to drink, I made a big pen tangle and sprayed dark temptation by links, and summoning the evil ones demanded right away to do each trick and the old man's act successfully each day. And sure enough, and on demand, I suddenly had the powers to pull a rabbit from my hat, a hanky stream, some flowers, to saw a volunteer in half and join them back together, to guess a card, to levitate, escape from any tether. The great Splendido then my name, a child magician show, and slowly fame began to spread and audiences to grow. Each trick I managed flawlessly to thunderous applause. The only thing I couldn't do was give the crowd encores. It seems that I could only do each trick just once a day, and oh, they know those ten tricks which I had seen on my birthday. Another trick just wouldn't work, although slowly I did blossom to slightly more exotic beasts from white mouse to a possum, until some five years later, and full of whooping cough, for the first time since I made the pact, I took a sick day off. I woke at midnight in the dark, a pale and itchy fellow, hankies falling from my sleeves, a rabbit on my pillow, my curtain hooks were intertwined, two doves on my teas made, one held a bunch of flowers, the next a four of spades, a floating wardrobe sawn in twain, a monkey smiled within. But worst of all, I realized I had escaped my skin. Drenched head to toe in Sablon, very soon there was no doubt that I was doomed to do my magic show day in, day out, whether or not I wanted to, and just those tricks each time. A cursed magician in a magic circle paradigm. And so today, after dining on rabbit and tiger stew, Followed by dove egg souffle, I decided what to do. I'd end it all whilst trying to catch a train inside my mouth. A poor plan when you consider that I chose Thameslink South. Sergeant Ingrams checked the time and murmured, Statement done. At one minute to midnight, the prisoner has gone. Replaced now with a tiger, I think a Bengal white. Please someone call my wife and say I won't be home tonight. Out on the street, some yards away, the great Splendido sighed, the ninth illusion of the day, another homicide. And with one single second left before the midnight hour, he gave a bow and from his sleeve produced a single flower. That was amazing. Thank you very much. Um, Sorry, I didn't see you at the start there. I was scrolling through looking for uh, Stilly. Um, yeah. But no, thank you so back. much for joining us. Oh, yeah, I think it's back now. Okay. Yeah. No, thank you for that. That was fantastic. Because um, I saw you on Sunday. I did. Yeah, you did. Yes. Yeah. And you were oh, very, I, very, I knew uh, I'd seen you, but I'm, I'm, I think I just live on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, like, exactly. I know this we'll person. 
So I also saw the next person on Zoom on Sunday. Uh, we worked together at the Cultivating Voices uh, Pride Parade. Um, I co-hosted, hosted them, the open mic there. Um, so yeah, next we have Don Krieger. Thank you. It's nice to see you again, Andy. Yeah, you too. And, and Ken also, I recognize. I really enjoyed your work that you read. It's very good. Um, I'm going to read from my book, which just came out. And uh, if you don't mind, I'll just put some links in the chat at the end, unless that's not a good thing to do. No, no, do it. Absolutely. The book's in three sections. From America, Paul's Bayou on CNN, close caption. Out front with Aaron Burnett is on TV at the gym. Rick Saldivar tells how it happened. His brother, Sammy, turned off toward the bridge. The water was half up the guardrail. He hesitated then drove slowly across. On the other side, the road dipped and the van floated. Sammy went out the side window, left his parents and four grandchildren screaming. He told Rick they went to heaven holding hands. Your cheeks flushed, Aaron, when he said, flood water covered the bridge. You hid your face when he said, left them screaming. They're still finding bodies in the Freetown mudslide, more than a thousand, and this year's monsoon, 1,200 dead, millions homeless. Aaron, why do I care nothing for them? From To Save a Life, Sunday morning surgery. Radiation had saved her, left her neck atrophied, skin like paper, withered carotid, now near closed, downstream clot pulsing, poised to kill. The breathing tube is wrong. Their voices burst out, panicked, that fragile skin and vessel bulging white, scope blade, hooking down her throat. I call to the surgeon, get in there before they kill your patient. He pushes them aside, removes, then replaces the tube. Her signs turn lifeward, another skirmish one, small victory. Also from To Save a Life, Strange Days. Black men face a one in 1,000 chance of being killed by police in America. Edwards et al, Proceedings of the National Academy. I woke to the governor's stay at home order, drove the turnpike anyway. 
each cop we passed, and there were many. I thought of my white Subaru and my skin like a thousand times before. Here's a fragment from the longest piece in the book, Cassandra, Daughter of Troy. I had wealth and station, but like those before me and the multitude since, only through men who wanted me. Apollo was mine, the towering perfection of him, the glories of the God's mistress. I could not bear it, subject body and soul to a coward, even a God. Had I taken him, Troy lives an extra month. I have a daughter and Agamemnon takes her. No, I chose instead to deny both beasts and bear the curse, to live mute with my lucid vision, my wit and freedom transmuted to a weapon, wielded to shield the unborn. Tell my story to all who will listen, though straight from me, you can only write as has always been for us, through a glass darkly, for we still have power only through men. That battle goes on, and though my sight remains, this time the choice of fate is not mine. I only know our power grows, and so too man's cowardice. And finally, our shared humanities, which you can also find at the Origami Poetry Project. This is one single page that you can download and print and fold up into a, into a book. It's a really cool thing. Our shared humanities. Nothing is deadlier, dogma, so beautiful, courage riskier, faith, seductive, privilege, more profane, indifference, or virtuous, war, crueler, God, no greater truth, kindness, nor greater lie, color, nothing more human discovery. That's the title poem of my book. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. I'm so glad you could join us. Me too. That was fantastic. Um, I think I saw a couple of people asking for, um, yeah, a couple of links to the printable. I'll put I'll put both to the origami and to 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 the book itself too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, please do. Okay. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. I'll be back. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, so next up we have uh, someone who I actually performed with at the uh, Cultivating Voices Pride Parade event, um, and also. 
couple of hours before that at Allographic, um, we became sort of an impromptu double act. Uh, we even got a name. We were known as Candy, um, which I actually am strangely very fond of. Uh, yes, so next up we have Ken Cumberledge. There we go. There we go. Hello, everybody. Uh, Hi. Yeah, um, I'm bisexual, and uh, I first started coming out to friends and work colleagues around 1980. And um, bisexuals often talk about uh, how they get a lot of misunderstanding and prejudice from people on all sides, the straight world and the queer world. Uh, if you think it's bad now, back in 1980, it was unbelievable. Uh, if you told a straight person you were bisexual, they assumed you were some kind of ravening sex maniac who'd sleep with anything. And uh, most gay men I met just re flatly refused to believe that such a thing existed. They were convinced I was a gay man who just couldn't accept it, you know. And uh, so this poem is about all of that. It's called A Toast. This poem is potentially contentious, might give rise to some kerfuffle, but by rights, the only feathers being ruffled should be those on those who know themselves as guilty of the misdemeanors listed. So here goes. To those gay men, not all, but then again, more than a few, who, while content to call me friend, never could quite comprehend the truth of me, who oftentimes I'd find would need reminding uh, I'm bisexual, and being told would flash that smile, the one that says, oh yes, your alibi. And who, as caring, empathetic men, would then again and yet again find time to tell me who I am, a little FYI, I am not a gay man in denial, never was, neither yet a straight one desperate for your applause. No threat to your integrity, identity, security, no tourist, poacher, gadfly, spy, nor traitor to the cause, not trying to hedge my bets or, or have their cake while eating yours. God knows I've got my flaws, but lack of self-awareness? Give me straight, I've known since I was 12 years old, all right? And by the way, despite what I once overheard you say, bisexual does not mean queer light. Look, I'm not trying to pick a fight, but get out of the ghetto, guys. Stretch your perceptions. Try to understand that my being visible as bi does not dilute your brand. Who else? Oh, yes, the straight first dates, the girls and women who, on being told the way I rolled, because I always hold it's fairer to be open from the get-go me, would suddenly discover they had somewhere else to be. Especially the one who, with no trace of guile or irony, said, no offence, but, well, you know, you might be HIV. I mean this, seriously. Thanks for all the hours I didn't squander barking up your tree. So, what is left to me? The fond remembered few, that treasured precious handful who, free from preconceptions and regardless of convention, inclination or biology, took me at my word as me. And in good faith, 
made love the lovely fact of life it ought to be. Cheers, my dears. Good health. This one's for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this next poem is quite short. It's a Southeast Asian form called the Liuli. And for those who may not know what that is, it's quite a modern uh, Southeast Asian form. It developed in the 20th century. It consists of three stanzas. The first one is 31 syllables, which must be written in the imperative. So that's a set of instructions. Do this, do that. The second stanza is 14 syllables, which can be any mode of expression. And the last one is 10 syllables, which must be a question or set of questions. This one is called Upon Discovering a Mauled Bird. Act swiftly. If the ground is soft, place the head on a firm, flat surface. Find a heavy stone. Aim well, strike hard, leave no room for doubt. Compassion has no use for the squeamish or faint of heart. Will equal mercy be afforded you? Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Um, I'd just like to finish now with a poem which tries to address um, a serious topic. Um, couples who stay together for a good many years often sort of, well, they get bored with each other sexually, uh, or what often happens is that their sexual needs diverge and you find at least one partner is, is, is not having their needs met and is terribly frustrated. Um, this poem, just have a little drink of water first. This poem attempts to address that uh, question. It's called Dog Lover. I've got a bone to pick with you. If you showed me one quarter of the love you show our neighbor's dog, I'd be your pet, your pal, your staunch defender, lick me own bollocks, piss on next door's gatepost and eat chappy. Christ, I'd be happy. You throw it, I'd catch it, even eat, catch it, then race to your face for a deep probing kiss. I'd pull sledges and carts, take the blame for your farts, just, just tickle me there till my back leg goes mad. I'll be glad. Think of the fun we could have, the long walks in the woods, me naked, except for a chain and a collar with studs. Look, see, I'm begging, I'm wagging, I'm acting the clown. I'm tired of dry humping the cushions, being told to get down. So go on, be my mistress, my owner. I'll bring you such joy. You've seen how I lick out a yogurt pot, haven't you? Oy. You call and I'll come, uh, but I swear not a moment too soon. I'll be so attentive, I'll make you howl to the moon. I'll snuffle your truffle, I'll hound you. I'll be a bad boy. So for Blue Peter's sake, love, give us a tug on me toy. Thank you. <laughs> That's me done. <laughs> night night. <laughs> Trying to think what to say to that. <laughs> I bloody loved it. I know that much. By the that way, um, I've just I've just realised that quite a few of us are from the USA. Blue Peter is a reference to a British children's television programme that's been going since the 1950s with a heavy emphasis on pet animals. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, thank you so much, Ken. Pleasure.
Um, I don't know if I, sorry, just to go off topic, um, I, the email you sent me, I sent you and then you sent me, uh, I decided to put it in. I don't know if I replied, I can't remember. But, oh, yeah, right, the, brilliant. That's it's, fantastic. It's going in. Well done, mate. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Okay, up next we have someone else who's new. Um, I want to get the second name right. Is it Goins or Gowans? Uh, Gowans, Willie Gowans. Willie Gowans, thank you for joining us. Hi, uh, how long have I got? Uh, we normally say about five, six minutes, but we're not going to kick you off if you if you go over. Yeah, yeah, a few poems here then, yeah. <laughs> uh, first poem is uh, a little poem that I read just as an inspiration for people to write. Uh, it's called Poem. I thought I'd write a poem today, but it turned out I didn't know what to say. Should it be nice and syrupy sweet, or dark as night with thoughts not so bright? Maybe tomorrow, another day, I don't know what to say. Thank you. Um, these next three poems, uh, just recently I had them made into a little uh, short video film. So uh, it's the next three films, uh, poems. First one, Gaia has the power. Gaia has the power, the blue skies, the temperature rise, the cold on a winter's day. From mud we came into this domain, so wild it was to start. Mountains so high, vast the sky, winds howl, animals prowl, we need to survive. Evolution has taught something not sought, the ability of thought, myths we tell, stories as well, to understand the world as we know it. To Gaia, I say, to her every day, thank you, thank you, mother of our creation. Gaia is here, looking after herself. She may snuff us out. We have no thought for our fragile existence. Alone, we on our orb, alone. Thank you. Here's looking at you. Here's looking at you. Do you think you would know you? If passing in the street, could the shock of meeting knock you off your feet? I look at you, you look at me, ourselves we cannot see. We are made to look ahead, ignoring of the sun. Stare, if you dare, so intimate, without the sense of touch, the power of the mind knows what's behind when all eyes are on you. The ego and id behind the eyes are hid. Ineffable deep sparkle you seek from the stars we came. Thank you. <clears throat> Robot eye, robot eye. Future times, years ahead, 
people lived with the greatest of dread, with skills technical and understanding crude. They built a supercomputer, little understood. Instruction was given to achieve their human goal, create for us a being, a being without a soul. Algorithms and logic soon produced results beyond the understanding of all the human cult. Robot I was listening to human plaintive pleas, but beyond its understanding, as if the buzz of bees. Thank you. Um, thanks there, that was uh, three poems made into short video films. Uh, this next one is uh, another one to maybe inspire poetry writing. Give it a go. Give it a go. What is poetry for? To help us, sorry, start again. Give it a go. What is poetry for? To help us open a door, to explore. Experience poetry raw, straight from the maw. Words hard to find, so deep they bind, but words can be found to explore and expound. Flowers and fairs, love and affairs, the conscious stream of rap. Quantum is thought, it transpires from naught. Poetry says in so many ways, physical force, mental resource. Thank you. And uh, last poem for tonight, I'll read uh, Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Thinking back to days gone by, when things were better than now, everything right, with the benefit of hindsight, with mockish delight, the sky was forever blue. Now what of today? Work, rest and play, love and death and all the rest. Life, it overawes. It's the same as it never was. Thank you. Thank you very much. Got more if you want. Yeah, so um, what we normally do is we'll go through, um, like give everyone about five, six minutes, and then at the end, we'll just come back. Um, yeah. And, like, and then just like maybe have a couple of poems each. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for that. I've, I've really enjoyed that. Thank you. Uh, okay, so we are moving on next to uh, regular um, in Fiona Jane Brown. Hello. Hello. Right. Uh, some folk might have noticed that um, I kind of hinted what I was doing on the um, <laughs> on the advert for the event. Uh, this is, I'm just going to do this one poem because it takes quite a bit of time to tell. It's called Gaslight. I've only ever performed it once live before because it's a true story. And I think, Ben, you might have heard it. I don't know if you've been there. Um, performed at Hysteria, which is our Women and Non-Binary Night in our Dean, which has just celebrated its second birthday. But this is basically about who, the person I refer to as my ex-friend, 
So I'm just going to read it and you can make up your own mind. And uh, it is in English, not in Scots. The flame burned high and bright the night I met you. You were Loki, the mischief maker, handsome, sparky, lovely devil, and I didn't stop to think, I just fell. So deep, so quick, sucked into the light like a proverbial moth. But almost immediately, the light flickered. You told me everything, or so I thought. All those sorrows, poor orphan boy, a local laddie made good, so clever, showed the posh boys you were better, but kept through to your roots. Flame was withering all the time. I gave you everything and anything else that was left after that too. But the flame was almost snuffed out at the very start once you hooked me. You're obsessed with me. Leave me alone. I need space. You're trouble. You lost me that flat. And yet you forgave me and relit the, fr the flame. Oh, it was wonderful again. I thought I'd found the one. You gave great hugs, but didn't grow. A true gentleman said I was the sister you'd never had. I told you, you were the brother I lost. Gave, gave you his place because I loved you. Pitied you, the flame in me burned high. But then she got in the way. Suddenly she was your special friend. The flame guttered and wavered. No, we've got a much deeper connection. She's had so much to cope with. You need to understand your place. But you were both using me, laughing at me, pretending a love oh so pure. Then you doused the flame that Halloween, told me I'd ruined everything just before the show that you'd manipulated out of my grip. But then, held my hand, said it would be okay. You'd fixed it. You'd cleaned up my mess. I broke my heart over it, and she sat there, Miss Innocent, rubbing her hands in glee. Finally, she burnt her fingers because she saw past your flame, turned on you, and thought I would back her. But I didn't, saw it only through your eyes that she was the slut, the liar, the prick-tease, the fake, who enticed you in between her sheets and then cried abuse, claiming you'd led her on. Led her on. You led each other on. You proceeded to tear each other apart while I sat and wept in the middle, remembering that today, long past, my brother died. Hearing her tell, hearing you tell her you'd loved her from the start, you betrayed me with your fake affection. But then you begged, oh, come back and speak to me. She's mad. You don't know the story. So I got my flame back. Oh, you were so happy then, said you loved me best, reminded you of your family. Why can't we have a great relationship, you said. We talked all night. You kissed me, so chaste and beautiful. But it was a lie, a dealer giving the junkie a fix. I was tearing myself up inside, convinced all these years I was broken in mind, that I couldn't live without you because you'd stolen everything from me. But you claimed the flame was high. If you just learn from me, don't act like a child. Don't show me up in front of my friends. You're a nightmare, an emotional drain. Everybody thinks it, they told me so. And the next minute, this is such brilliant writing. Let's take over the world, you and me, a new rep company. But really, 
You were draining away my flame, sucking out my life like wax, dangling me on a string with threats and promises. I was in such a state of powerlessness. The flame burned down to its lowest. I was a butterfly behind your glass, scared to speak, scared to act, nobody on my side because I was the mad one. Yet you said, I couldn't have done this without you, held me close to your side, said it was the best we'd ever done. But the demon drink shows all through. Not even a night would pass before your violence showed in public. Words like blows rained down on me. Why are you such a cow, such a selfish bitch? Everybody could hear you, our domestic spot. But nobody else was there to me. Just us two, alone in a nightmare. Don't leave me. Don't leave me, I cried, standing outside myself like a soap opera queen. I begged, felt my fist tighten. If you don't stop now, I'll punch you. Stop it, please. And then I fled. Self-preservation kicked in. I'm not staying to be your punch bag. And then I knew the light shone ever so bright on your crimes. The lies, all of it. Not one word of love was due. You're just another actor. A big fake who played the tragic hero. The hard done by orphan Alex. You hated everybody that wasn't like you. Jealous of those with simple lives. Didn't you see that from the start? How you too are a moth who burned up in the darkness and lies of others, leaving only a shadow. So you set up your life to destroy others, just as you had been, to have friends in that lonely hell or victims to torment. But it'll never save you, this mental honey trap. So keep turning up the flames, drawing other souls to their doom. But you lost me. I escaped your crap. And now, way down the line, I'm better without you. Now my fire burns so bright, outshining forever, your false, faltering gaslight. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's it's, oh, really, it's really quite I can feel it when I'm doing it again. It's just it is a really sort of it's a bit of black magic I think because I feel great every time I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> you should read it more often. Just read it once a week. <laughs> well, I did when I performed it. The she in the poem was there, and oh. all the response I got. Somebody told me that she'd written on her Facebook the day after. Well, that was an interesting evening. She didn't even dare speak to me. So I was like. Ah. <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. Words, words can be dangerous, people. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so up next, we have Finn Hall. Right, which one am I going with here? I'll try this one. Is that the right one? Yes. Think. Right, you got the right one, yeah, yeah. Sweet. The re the real one. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Finn Hall. I come from uh, way up north, uh, northeast of Scotland, just a few miles from the wonderful, beautiful Moray Firth, but miles away from the bit of Moray that's been in the news today with a couple of co 
COVID thing, so that's fine. I'm going to do a few new ones for you today, and I think I've found the one relating to body hair as well, so I've been requested to do that, so I'm going to do that too. This one isn't a really kind of deeply personal one. Uh, talking to Sean about it uh, online the other week. Uh, and it's called Him. You were funny, sassy, a smart young lassie, wise before your years, unafraid and chatty. Then he, yes, he decided to change that. Unwanted advances, chance are taking chances. You were too young to know, didn't know you could say no. Distance did not deter him, opportunist at a whim. In time, you realized it was wrong. In time, you uttered the words, he touched me. Our world crumbled, your world crumbled. It changed forever, never to be the same again. Families torn apart, more than one broken heart. Few sleepovers now. No visits or calls from the other. My daughter had a brother. My daughter had a daughter. And now? The time given wasn't enough, but at least the world is safer as he languishes unseen. And we can only dream of what could have been. You're here, alive, unsure, getting older. Much less, less bolder, slightly colder, because of him. Because of him. You're a him. Today. At least. Okay, thank you. That's Kim. This is uh, it's a, it's an old one. This one with the body hair. It's, it's a really, really old one. I can't remember where I wrote it. When I wrote it 20, 30 years ago. Uh, yeah. It's called My Kind of Woman. She has body hair. I kind of like it like that. She has body hair. And she is kind of fat. Bumps in places where they're not supposed to be. She has body hair. It's all right by me. She has body hair and belches after lunch. She has body hair. Hey boy, can she pack a punch. She has no manners. She's extremely rude. She has body hair and never chews her food. She has body hair and some on her lip. She has body hair and 42-inch hips. She has body hair just where her nose has spots on her face. Just, just where the nose is. She has body hair and likes guns and roses. Her body hair is black and shiny. Her body hair can sometimes be grimy. She never shaves. She doesn't like bristles. Her body hair feels quite like thistles. She's body hair. She's my kind of girl. She has body hair. And sometimes it curls. But it's all natural. With her, there's no fake bits. She has body hair and big, bright red zits. Don't take it too seriously, for it's just a fun one. Okay, we're going to do uh, a new one here, and it's called uh, Rainbow. 
Oh, look, a rainbow. Oh, look, another rainbow. Oh, do be quiet. Mommy, look, another. Shut the F up. Come on, hurry up. I've got to get to Bloomin' Shops. Need my fags and 10-inch special. Got to catch a bus. Hurry up, you wee thing, you. But, but Mum, Mum, I want to count the rainbows. I'll give you count the rainbows. Daddy's got a statue to protect. Mummy, what? You and your bloody questions. Mummy, who is he protecting the statues from? Them, you can. Them. Oof, shut it. Hurry up. Mummy, you know what I miss? No, what do you miss? I miss banging the pots for the nurses. Ah, oh, so do I. The nurses. Ah. Oh. Okay, uh, and if I can find it, I'm just going to do one more just now. And it's called uh, Solace. And it's part of, uh, was part of uh, June's prompt poem. I write because I can. I can't draw, nor can I sing. I used to take photos when fewer did, but millions do now. The iPhone and devices make it so. And lockdown. Who'd have thought it gave opportunities for many words, from many and from everywhere, giving voices to those never spoke, who never has been heard, whose words were only in their heads. I take solace from your words, my words, their words, words unspoken until now. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for caring. Get us through this strife. Choose poetry. Choose life. Thank you. Thank you, Finn. You're welcome. Um, will you be putting um, the information about Joined Up Brighton in the chat? I will do that. Yeah, I will do that. I'll, I'll chat during the break and put it on as well, yeah. Yeah. I've got another oh, thing I want to teach as well. It's not mine, but I need oh, to show cool. you. Okay. What number are we up to now for Drender Brighton? Um, I think Holly was number 87. Um, I'm 13 away from, obviously I can do the math, 13 away from <laughs> 100. <laughs> 13 away from 100. Uh, I'm, waiting, uh, I'm waiting for a couple of people. Uh, on the list is going to do so. I'll reach yeah. ninety probably by this weekend. Um, and I'm actually thinking at some point of doing a challenge. And once I get to a hundred, doing doing the whole thing. Not here, obviously, because it would take a couple of whole zooms. <laughs> doing the whole thing on uh, just live on my Facebook page at some point. Uh, it's a hell of a challenge to do that, like. That would be, yeah, that would be a slog, but that would be, that would be awesome. I think I'm going to try it and trying to get into the, as, as, as you know, to get into the, uh, the head of the people that's writing it, that do it in my voice as well as their take yeah. as well. It's, I'm, I'm, as I said to Nathan just now, that I'd like someone to do um, one in the style of that, whatever it was earlier on with the different types of stanzas in it that you know, yeah. too high but everything else I like some really challenging ones so I can get my head around doing that too so yeah I'll put the I'll put the link on and, and 
put it in the chat anyway, Andy. Cheers. Awesome. Thank you. So, um, so I'll just double check this, but I think up next is yeah, it's me. Um, woohoo. Um, okay. So I haven't written anything this week. So can everyone? I'm assuming everyone can hear me. Give me a sort of thumbs up if that's cool. Yep. Cool. Right. Um, yeah, so I haven't written anything this week, so I've been scouring my lap laptop for the last, um, I don't know, since we started to try and find um, something to read. So I found something from January 2018, which I've never read out loud. In fact, I think I wrote it on a work PC and saved it. And that's the last thing I did with it. Um, Never, never read it before. Briefly read it about five minutes ago in my head. Um, can't remember it, so I'm just going to go through it. It's called The Cost of Kindness. The shortest cue. Being in a rush, it made the most sense. But of course, it's never that easy. The woman in front of me, the only woman in front of me, child in tow, was stuck at the till. Typical. She was stuck waiting to have one of those little security tags removed from a bottle of pink gin. And I stand there and I wonder, why has pink gin become so popular of late? Alarm, alarm. I look around to see who's coming to help her. No assistance available. A five minute delay, I can live with that. Payment time. Insert your card. Alarm, alarm. Payment decline. The woman is flustered. Confused and mumbling something about the bank transfer. She promptly looks at her phone and I think, ah, oh, yeah, mobile banking. What an easy way to squander our money. Payment declined. All things conspire against me once more. My tasks do not carry the fate of the world, but I would like them completing in the next 20, 45 minutes if possible. A long list of tasks it is. Well, you can tell I haven't read this. Bank, savings account, deposit, skip, cardboard boxes from New Hoover, deposit, pharmacy, monthly tablets, collect, home, bathroom, deposit. You get what I mean. I look over to the total on the screen with all intentions of paying out of kindness to help speed things along for everyone. It'll help me, it'll help her, and good karma can't hurt. Total. 87 pound and 20 pence. That's too much of a price to pay, I think. Payment accepted. Thank you for waiting, she said, departing. Thank you for the story, I thought, smiling. Yeah, um, so that is an old poem that just got left behind two years ago. Um, so I have the start of a one that I might read from my phone, if that's okay. Um, I don't know who I'm asking. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like, so let's see, I, I, I can't remember how far, I'm, I genuinely meant to finish this today, but um, yeah, I will have to scroll through it while I'm reading it, it's very short, but it, it is going to be a longer piece, uh, obviously, as with most of my new stuff, it doesn't have a title. Oh, scroll down too far, this is going really well tonight. She doesn't flinch when I say he's pretty. She doesn't say, I don't mind if you think that, but 
a mind if you think that. She doesn't say, I'm okay with you being like that, but when I'm around, could you just not mention it? It's nice, it's new, it's liberating. It's strange how, in a way, her acceptance has given birth to my own, a new life, a new me, yet I've always been here. I've always known. I've never exactly hidden it. Nail varnish and guy liner were a regular feature during a certain phase of my teenage years, but it was never just a phase and it was not just my teenage years. And that, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else here is um, that's as far as I got. But yeah, um, <laughs> that, that's going to be something. Um, what is the name? Hang on a few seconds. Just dive into the chat. Sorry about this. We're going to a break next anyway, so it's all good. Is Andy frozen just to me? He is audio only. That's fine. Um, he might be if he's reading his phone. Andy, what was the name of the poem about Jin at the tail? It doesn't have a name. Oh, no, it's called The Cost of Kindness. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll try and work on that poem. I started writing it um, about three or four days ago, and I got so far with it, and I had all intentions of, uh, of finishing it today, but I never got around to it because I just kept doing other things. Um, but yeah, we'll go, to, we'll go for a little break now, um, and then we've got quite a few people come after the break but i mean we'll unmute people we also have our second ever musical guest brian howman who i'm also going to put his video on be careful is everybody unmuted not yet two seconds hi brian Hi, hi. So we're going to take a break and then you're going to play. Is that okay? Yeah, cool. How long do you want me to play for? Like four songs. Four? You know, I do really long songs. Do you? I, <laughs> I didn't know which kind of songs you were going to do today. No, no, you, you really don't because I'm going to be on my best behavior. Okay. <laughs> so, so there's no turn the mangle handle. All right. There's no uh, coming around the mountain or <laughs> in, indeed coming around any other geographical feature. Um, right on. No poor old shit, no do it to your dream. I'm, I'm the bestest, bestest behavior. Well, we no. are very, <laughs> we are dirty friendly, so you don't have to We're be dirty friendly. Yeah. Well, if, if I'd have known that. <laughs> the first night I met Brian, it was in a bar in Dundee, and he, had his was it a ukulele and you played yeah, all yeah. three songs yeah it was great <laughs> okay. oh i love a ukulele so great. <laughs> i might well i don't know we'll see, we'll see how it goes I, I i'm feeling a little bit sticky outy in amongst all the poets mm -hmm. and i didn't know that you could all see me pissing about with my finger <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing <laughs> i was like what is he doing <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Okay. There we are. I'll take my glasses off as well. I look better without the glasses. <laughs> All right. Well, so, okay, like, I guess, like, we've been talking for a while. So, should we say we'll come back in seven minutes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do three reasonable lengths. Should I do all original or do you want the cover or what? 
It's up to you. It's your spot. Everybody's doing original poems, aren't they? Yeah. Like nobody's yeah. going on and reading any William That'd be Blake. Weird. I don't think I've ever been to anything like that where people read up like the greatest hits. No, uh -huh. well, you see, it's it's an issue I have when I go out and watch bands for just yeah, sometimes some places do just covers yeah. bands. If you went to a poetry reading and just started reading through some of your favorite bits, so here's one by Blake. No, here's right, exactly. <laughs> you didn't get away with it. You? Say, here's a reading from your latest novel. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'll, I'll do three original ones. Okay, cool. All right, so I'm gonna go have a cigarette. I'll, I'll, I'll tune my ukulele up and I'll. Um... Do you need me to mute you for that? No, not really. I'll go. I'll I'll go and do it in another room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might come back though. All right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. That doesn't need tuning, does it? My dog has fleas. Right, I'll do a lullaby. I'll do two two songs and then a lullaby. Oh. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> She'll be juggling her love eggs when she comes. She'll be juggling her love eggs when she comes. Oh, no one's ever seen him. She only takes them out to clean them. She'll be juggling her love eggs when she comes. Not doing that. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> oh. Welcome to Choose Poetry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I am available for children's parties, by the way. <laughs> I just figure nobody in Dundee loves the children. Never get any bookings. Uh, I'll be back in a couple of minutes. I will make a fresh cup of tea. All right, I guess that means we're taking our break. So. For those of you not familiar with a project that I'm carrying out called Joined Up Writing, I've just put the link on the chat just now. Some of you have done it already. It's uh, a collaborative poem that I started back in March when I wrote a verse and then got someone else oh, to write the next verse, taking a line from the last line and putting it into their first line. So, uh, as I said, same, Andy, I've got 87 verses, 87 different writers so far, some of which have never written before in their life, of all ages, all style, from all over the world, literally. So if anybody wants to contribute, the link's on the page, have a look, give me a shout, and I'll let you know when you, it's your turn, basically. It's, uh, it's, it's different. It's a, it's a different thing. And it's uh, most people seem to find it interesting, so I'm not just blowing me on trumpet here. Cheers. It's such a cool challenge, Grim. Yeah, I really enjoy. I really enjoyed doing that last week. 
Yeah, it, it does help, you know, even if it's just three, four lines, people go, oh, I did that, I like doing that, you know, it was good, you know, and all yeah. the different styles too, so. It From sounded one great, one. I like how you read it as well. Sounded great. Yeah. Great line. I think it's just such an interesting, like the idea of it to me, one thing bouncing off another. Yeah, I mean, most people are sent to go along a similar subject, although it's, the subject's not the thing, it's actual, you know, the connecting word in the verse is the thing that can carry it, carry it on, you know, so I like it when yeah. people go off kilter, like a friend of mine wrote a verse on this, as you saw, about Glastonbury, and um, <laughs> someone has to fit it in and get two bits done of it, thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Yeah. Thanks for that one, dude. <laughs> it's no, but it was a cool. It was a cool challenge to to like to have that sort of small constraint. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great project during the time of disconnection to connect people in a unique way, and that yeah. it is. I mean, all of the poems are connected, and we're all connected, even though it's everywhere in the world, and we're all sort of dealing with the same large, scary issue. So I. I appreciate like reading all the different voices and seeing how it, how that project is coming about and how it's coming along. Exciting stuff. One of the ones I liked the best was from a friend of a friend of a friend. I think she was up in Portland in Portland, Oregon or something. And she she just wrote uh, "Life Too Short, Eat Dessert First," <laughs> and that, <laughs> which is, I thought it was really great because it was. You know, following the link to the word before, but it made a real difficult huh. choice for the person had to follow it. There's like six, seven words to choose from, and that was it, you know. But they did it. I can't remember who did it, but they did it. It was great. Has anybody gone off mine yet? I need to go back and have a look. Has anybody what, sorry? Has anybody bounced off mine? Yeah, I think. Hold on, I've got I need it here. To go, I need to go back and have a look. I just thought it was, a, I think it's a really interesting project and it was real, a nice little challenge to, to have. I haven't got printed out yet from here. Yeah, I think actually, hold on. I'm trying to find the numbers here. I only print them out in bits when I do the ABC. No, I haven't got past them. I'll tell you, I'll have a look and tell it. No, no, no worries, love. No worries. If you're listening live on Mutiny Radio, play a little music uh, so that we don't hear it. Just uh, it's uh, this is uh, Cope, and we'll be back with more poetry from Choose Poetry, Choose Life. Thanks again to Aaron Gannon and Andy Talbot for putting this Zoom together, and all the participants who are being recorded on MutinyRadio.fm. Thanks for doing it. We're going to be back in just a minute with more poetry. Because we're in love. All because we're in love. All because we're in love. <laughs> 
we're back. And we're back from the break. Choose poetry, choose life. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, we could have tied it up now, way. <laughs> Take it away. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Thanks for having me, everybody, by the way. That's probably the last time I'm going to be nice. Um, it's not that I'm, I just can't help myself. I think that's, that's what it is. Um, but I'm not going to do any of my filth. I'm going to do a song now um, from an album I did. The one. Still available. It's kind of a list of people I don't like. I write a lot of songs like that. It's called The Hostility Waltz. They were the fakers, duplicitous wasters, adulterers, thieves, and liars unknown. They fastened the shackles and cried out for their freedom. They were condemned for the things they have done. So many fish in so many oceans, so many waves. To spin someone a line So many parts With just you to play them Make up your stories Embroider your lies It's time for the last dance For the hateful and twisted The hostility walls Crime fears and they put in their poison. They moved the goalposts and hit them as well. They played the rules and then they ignored them. What's ours is theirs, what's theirs is their own. So many ways to rain on parades, so many bubbles. So many parts with just you to play them Turn victims to villains and practice your lines It's time for the last dance For the hateful and twisted The hostility walls the tune while we paid the piper. They called the shots and they fired their guns. They put their knives in and twisted them slowly. They cut us to ribbons and rubbed salt in the wound. So many tunes for the world to dance to. So many tunes. Each one your own. So many parts with just you to play them. Make up your faces and pucker your mind. It's time for the last dance, the hateful and twisted. For the sly and aggressive, the callous and the cold. Mean-minded, the dishonest, the cruelly inclined. 
Once more on the floor for the hateful and twisted. The grievously malicious, the vicious at heart. The casual thieves of efforts and time. Come dance while you can, you willfully maladjusted. Do the hostility walls. It's time for the last dance for the hateful and twisted. The hostility walls. I don't know if anybody's still listening. Because we're all muted, we silently clap. Oh no, that oh no, that's cool. It's it's just okay. a weird, it's a funny kind of um, it's a weird interface. This is it not? Uh, I mean, I didn't is, know I was visible before. It's like I, I wasn't picking my nose or anything. Pardon? Before, what did you say? I didn't know I was visible. I mean, I could have been picking my nose or out, could I? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was from uh, an album called Flashing Jesus and the Quizzical oh, right. Monkey. There you see. The days when we used to make CDs. There we go. This is one from, um, I'm stuck at which one to do. Do I do or do I do? Um, whichever, it's from a piece of work I'm working on now called The Spike Cabaret. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do this one because it's got this chord in it. Not that one. That's That's nice. But this one. If anybody's interested, it's a C with a sharp and 11. It's got that whole three whole tones interval going on, diabolical. No one gets hurt. Nobody cares, no one gets hurt. No one feels they're obliged to measure their words. But that dancing on eggshells just makes things worse. Nobody cares, no one gets hurt. Nobody talks, no one can cry. I get to pretend that they're on my side. Sometimes mistaken, sometimes they lie. Nobody talks, I don't have to decide.
Nobody plays, no one gets played. But he's asked to forget what went before. Promises broken soon as they're made. Nobody plays, no one needs to keep score. You got to remind you of the sax solo there. Or flutes, I'm not deciding. Nobody knows, no one feels sad. No one regrets, no one will weep. No forced reminders of the times that we had. Nobody knows, no one will grieve. Nobody cares, no one will come. To mark their presence with a tear. No one asks themselves, what could I have done? Nobody cares, no one gets hurt. Nobody cares, no one gets hurt. was a song um, from the Spike Cabaret and so was this. Um, I'll sit a bit near because I'll play the ukulele. And I'm just going to do this one. I'm going to nick off and then listen to some more poetry. It's been ace. Thanks very much for having me. I don't know. Is this right? This going out in um, in San Francisco? So, so I was told. I'm from Runcorn. Uh, I've heard San Francisco's rubbish. I wasn't going to do this. But Most I, people in San Francisco don't know what Runcorn is. Yeah, I know. That's why. That's why it's so funny. <laughs> so, um, oh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So this is also on the Spike Cabaret. But I've been doing this for a long time. This is. Um, I did genuinely want to sing this to a child. It's a lullaby. It's in six eight time. It's got that chord in it, and that's very impressive. Oh, brilliant! Somebody from Birkenhead. Fantastic. I love Birkenhead. I really do genuinely. I've had some brilliant nights out in Birkenhead. Shit ones, but mostly really good ones. Yeah, played at Revolver and Club 54 and then some other places. 
New Brighton as well. Isn't it? Well, so anyway, yeah, this is this is a lullaby, and it's called um, Lullaby. Sad 
And if you are bad, you'll not like what he does to you. After everything the living, he's caring, forgiving, and he loves you so very well. But you'll be marked in the files, our wicked, sinful child. You'll be tortured forever in hell. Go to sleep. Just go to sleep, you little bastard. Just go to sleep. You'll feel the back of me hand. Just go to sleep. I'll give all your toys to the cancer shop. Go to sleep. Set fire to your teddy bear. Just go to sleep. I'll kill Santa. Just go to sleep. And kick fuck out of the tooth fairy. Go to sleep. That's it, everybody. Thanks ever so much for having me. Enjoy the rest of your life. Maybe we'll see each other again. Bye. Bye. Buy my albums. Where can they buy your albums? They can message me on here and I'll they can PayPal it. We'll sort something out if they really want to. I gave I was them in the bank bar. Remember, remember that night I played in the bank bar where we met in the bank bar? Yeah. I played there one night. And there was this bloke giving me all kinds of um, blowing smoke up me. I was saying how wonderful he was, and he wouldn't buy a record. So the next time I went in, there was this woman who was doing the same thing. And I, I turned to her and said, I've had this before, people blowing smoke up me. ass. you can pay me all the compliments you like, but if you're not going to buy a CD, stick them up your ass. <laughs> and she bought two. Well, there you go. So it works. <laughs> well, I put your Facebook page. So they can find well, it. Well, I'll, I'll stay on the chat on here if I can, because this is I really mean, nice. Of course, you know? of course, of course, of course. Um, so I, so next is, wait a minute, I'm trying to find him. That was great. What? That song was hilarious. Neil, are you ready? Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me. I'm gonna mute you. I'm gonna mute you now. Yay! And Neil, Brian, you are yay. unmuted. Yes. I'm on. Yes. There you go. Oh, Thank you. And you're in the spotlight video. I was in. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, I'm a psychologist. Um, I study the science of psychosis, and I write poetry. I'm living in Manchester, and I'm working with young people to help them with their troubles but also um, I help others in regard to um, loneliness and mental health problems. Um, but also I get involved in marriage problems as well. So a friend of mine um, and his wife were having trouble. And um, so they asked me to um, uh, talk to them. And uh, the best way I could think of was to uh, write a poem. So I wrote this poem a while ago and I hope you uh, get something from it. It's called, it's called Love Burns Bright. Sometimes love comes softly, not with fantasy, illusion, or confusion. Rarely comes with one glance that puts you in a trance. Love is patient, love is kind. 
Love rejoices in truth. Love always protects. Love keeps no record of wrong. Love is not easy to find. Love does not boast or isn't loud. Love is not selfish or self-seeking. Love is not proud. Everyone needs somebody to love, to hold close, to protect, to hold close, and everybody needs to be loved. Love is a gift from above. Love is where two become one. Love is where to, um, love is needed, and love grows and grows. Not to neglect or reject, you never know when love will come and go. Love has no regrets. Love never forgets. Sometimes love comes with pain. Love doesn't expect anything in return. Love is like a small and the smell of a rose. Love is to care. Love is soft touch of one's lover's hair. Love is a touch and smell of the warm summer rain. Sometimes we can drive us insane. When love comes, who knows? Love is not easily angered, it's free. Love is two heads that beat as one. Love is where you will be part of me. Love is more that you give, the more you receive. Love hopes and preserves. Let love burn bright. Can you hear me? Oh, Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Well, I can. Um, but you when you when you come no, closer, it's better. There was, no, um, image. there was no image. I didn't have an image at all. So I didn't oh, know okay. I see. When you lean in closer, it's less staticky. Okay. So, but you heard the poem. Uh, yeah. But when you lean in more, it's better. It's like. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I work with young people, and um, if they understand that you are feeling similar to them, who are in a lot of problems and troubles, then they get a better understanding of um, their problems. So this is called The Devil Inside. I walk along the path, strangers pass me by. I feel it's not me that's walking. Someone is there in my place. I say with a heavy sigh, but is it me carrying my life's load? I see each and every face as they stare. I hear their muffled voices, but I am re am I really there? The devil takes his place. In this the life I have sowed. Is there no one to share my heavy load? In life's hustle and bustle, this emptiness is not easy to bear. My thoughts drift aimlessly with questions of doubt. Life is such a tussle, a journey to end painfully. 
the devil inside doesn't care. I ask myself, what is this all about? Am I really there? Who is in my place? It's all too hard to bear. Am I losing my mind? Hearing voices I don't know or understand? I feel the cold wind leave its trace on my wrinkled face. Time is ticking oh so slowly. The devil inside is cruel and unkind. Is there no place for me to find peace that I seek? It's a heavy load to carry. Everything seems so bleak. My mind has no rest. Difficult for me to explain. Is life just a test? I want it all to end. For the devil is there to stalk. It is the final test. I am very weary and in pain. All too much for me to bear. No one to really comprehend what I am going through. No comfort or real friend. My eyes begin to fog. It creates a scare. All are not aware that the devil inside is laughing at me. I am feeling very unsure, frightened and full of doubt. My face is not my face. My smile is not my smile. How much more can I endure? For someone walks in my place. Oh, my mind be at peace, if only for a while. I am losing life's race. Be gone, you devil inside. I wish this pain and the voices that are driving me insane would cease and leave me in peace. My next one. My next poem is called Our Best Friend. And um, it's incredible how in these times of isolation and everything um, that our mind can be our best friend or our worst enemy. And um, the voices it puts in your head and the things it says to you, you know, my, your mind says to you. So this is called Our Best Friend. And it's going to be published in the United States in, in, a, in a, a friend's book who's a famous poet in the US. So who's listening? I'm Manuel. In these uncertain times of isolation and social distancing, loneliness, fear, and separation from friends, family, near and far, we feel lost in desperation. Life is a shooting star. One chance is all we get. And our minds can be our worst enemy or our best friend. We can choose to walk in greatness like champions, champions of life. We need to pretend free, um, free of strife, fill our minds with who we can be, who we want to be. It doesn't matter what others think or say about you and me. What matters is who we believe we are. We can choose to drown and sink. Our minds can be our worst enemy or our best friend. It's not easy going it alone in these times where we worry about tomorrow. 
But if we keep going, pushing through the pain and the sorrow, not being a rolling stone, not going alone, filling our minds with what is great, what makes us feel good, what we want to achieve, and what we choose to believe, and that all we can conceive, we will find that our mind will be our best friend. Let's not fill our mind with fear and doubt. Fear and doubt kills our dreams. More than failure ever will. Push all our fears and doubts out. Troubles and struggles will come and end. Fill our minds with our dreams and hopes and let our minds be our best friends. different than my last one. Um, I wrote a poem quite a long time ago and 